You're listening to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro, a place to learn about how to grow your business and stay ahead of the technological advances before they become mainstream. Welcome to our series, As the Gears Turn, hosted by two of Ingram Micro's SMB Alliance Council members, Devin Biddle and Patrick Cash. We walk right into most things, whether we want to or not. Superheroes, and... <laughs> supernatural, it's all kind of goes hand in hand, right? Super TikToks. I, I mean, you know, that's going to be a discussion for a later date, Devin. I, I'm going to find out a little bit. Actually, I'm... Yeah, we'll get a consulting team together with our kids. And uh, maybe, maybe we can get a good strategy going. And start doing TikToks along with our podcast. That would be fantastic. Nobody needs to see either one of our faces as far as I'm concerned. So, <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so who are, we, who are we interviewing today, Patrick? We are going to be talking with Jonathan Braun. Uh, he's with Braun Consulting. And we're going to talk about all things Samsung today. So Jonathan, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate being here and getting the opportunity to have a chat with you guys. Absolutely. So, Jonathan, I'm just going to jump right in here. I want to talk about product trends that you're seeing developing at Samsung. Can you lead us into that? Absolutely. There's a lot of really exciting things going on right now, but especially in the area when we're dealing with desktop monitors. And I know that's kind of a boring topic to immediately jump into unless you're a display geek like I am. But the reality is there's a lot of things shifting about how we use technology that's been driven by both the pandemic and now that we're, people are starting to explore, you know, not a popular topic, but back to work and companies are developing into their own strategies. That's leading to a lot of purchasing, but it still trickles down even into our homes, our own personal buying decisions, where we're looking at things like higher resolution monitors. We're looking at needing monitors that can do more than just be a picture on your desk. People are even thinking about ergonomics in a way that we haven't I think since the 90s, I don't know when the last time I saw an article about computer desk ergonomics mattered, but as people start thinking about like desk hoteling and also as just laptops are getting more advanced, uh, higher resolution displays, better quality displays, USB-C, Thunderbolt, things like that are all starting to move in and, and it's changing our buying habits because we need to kind of expand into and, and keep up with that and I mean, I'm sitting in front of a couple of lovely uh, Samsung QLED desktop monitors that hopefully I'll get to hang on to for a while, but they made a huge difference in my daily work life. So let me ask you, what is the resolution on your Samsung monitors? Yes. So I am a 4K resolution junkie. Uh, I am a screen size and a resolution junkie. Uh, my father and I argue, he's my partner here at Braun Consulting, and Alan and I argue because he goes, well, I can't really see anything with, with a, a 4K monitor. I need a 1080p monitor. But uh, I do everything with 4K, and I'm a huge proponent of QLED technology for higher-end displays because it, it's leveraging. And I get to talk about this in conversation. Thank you. You set me up for something amazing today. <laughs> uh, quantum dots. So Samsung's own unique quantum dot technology using a metallic quantum dot. See, I can be that nerdy on purpose, uh, and it actually fits in the topic. Uh, but that's what I'm using is a couple of QLED gaming monitors. Big surprise. Yeah, as we're talking about, you know, some of these shifts, I mean, the traditional monitor, when people, like you said, I mean, sometimes you can think of it kind of as a boring topic, but as the transition is taking place, I mean, now you have all this connectivity in a monitor that you didn't have before, and you're even seeing like almost like a docking replacement because of the USB-C and Thunderbolt connectivity. So let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great one because that definitely is having an impact on buying decisions at all levels. Even with schools, 
as things like esports become more prevalent. Uh, I was kind of shocked. I live across the freeway from a, a local technical college, Cal State San Marcos here in, in northern San Diego, and starting to see signage for their esports team program coming up in places where they used to have sports teams. The, they had their baseball team logo and some stuff up, and now on the side of the baseball field is a big esports banner. That's wild. Uh, but yeah, we're seeing that kind of transition where, okay, I've got my laptop and I don't want to plug in 10 cables. And especially when we're starting to think about kind of a hybrid work, which is what a lot of us are going to be running into in the future, where I'm going to take my laptop back and forth from the office. I want like one cable to let me provide power, provide data, provide video. And with USB-C becoming so mainstream to the fact where I think a bunch of us are starting to complain about having to carry too many dongles to adapt USB-C to other things. But now we're seeing monitors that'll give you a USB-C connection, some form of USB power delivery from 65 watts to I think the largest standard today is 100 watts, where there are some higher, I think up to 280 watts is planned with USB-C, which will put it in the realm of using some gaming uh, laptops, which would be awesome. But we're seeing that. And then Thunderbolt is just an advance on that. Thank you, Intel. Uh, Although it's something that Apple really helped push in the mainstream. They were an early adopter with it. But now we're seeing it like on my laptop, I have a Thunderbolt 4 port. I'm running into a Thunderbolt dock because I don't have USB-C or Thunderbolt native monitors. And I could save a lot of that nonsense on my desk with a display that has some USB ports for peripherals, might have speakers uh, getting into being able to like connect your webcam and microphones and other things direct to it, one cable to the laptop. So now if I'm going to a classroom, one cable to plug in, go home, one cable to plug in, go to my office, one cable to plug in. And especially for smaller companies, that's a, a huge, basically cost savings because you're not buying a separate dock and it means you can standardize one monitor on all the desks. And it doesn't matter if somebody walks in with a MacBook or I've got an MSI laptop. I know, shocking, I don't own a Samsung, uh, but I, you know, I've got an MSI. I could go plug in or you come in with an HP or a Lenovo and they'll all work. So that's really helpful. That is helpful and and kind of leads into the next question that I have for you. So one of the big issues that, well, I mean, if it's a big issue, I mean, monitors don't tend to be big issues for, for a lot of us, but, you know, I've got all these monitors on my desk spread out all over the place. It's taking up a lot of desk space, like you said here with, uh, you know, one cable would be a whole lot easier. You know, a lot of users have multiple displays today. And, you know, what are the, some of the alternatives that Samsung is bringing for this type of deployment with multiple displays on the desk? You know, can you talk through that? Is, are there some innovations in that area? Absolutely. You know, that's another area that's been really exciting. And it's something that I know Samsung was an early pioneer in trying to push, which is the idea of an ultra-wide monitor. I mean, at the first level, just making sure you buy a high-quality monitor that has a VESA amount can help with some of that, which is not something you find on a lot of the traditional B2C big box store monitors. Those tend to have much simpler stands. They don't have as much adjustment and they don't tend to have VESA amounts. So you buy a better B2B grade monitor, then you're getting that VESA amount. And I've got a dual mount from Ergotron here on my desk that I've got both of my monitors mounted on so I can move them around as I like, but it still takes up space. Where when we look at an ultra-wide monitor, and you're going to see them commonly in like 34-inch for the smaller size, but they go as wide as a 49-inch, which is just crazy large. That's going to give you the real estate of like two full monitors, but now your desktop footprint is one monitor's base. And yeah, you've still got that physical large display. It's about the size of my two 28-inch 4K displays that I have on my desk. 
but it takes up less actual space on the desk, easier to work with. And when you get really fancy, you can get some stackable mounts for those things and hang a couple of them. And now you can really feel like you're in sci-fi at that point, especially if you get one of the gaming ones with RGB lights on it, added bonus. The last thing that Devin needs to go with some of his setup is like 49-inch monitors and multiples of those as well. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> Somebody's shopping later. Yeah, hey, I wish I had the budget for that. I'd be, I'd be down. Yeah. It sounds pretty awesome. I, I'm going to have to get a deeper desk for that solution, though. So let's switch a little bit here. You know, we're talking about some, some technology and solutions and that sort. Everybody's favorite subject right now in supply chain, availability. You know, one of the things that we're all kind of battling is the ability to get stuff. And I think Samsung has some unique solutions there as well in not only the terms of manufacturing, but just the way the product comes in and is, and is then able to get to us as resellers. So let's talk about that for a few minutes. Oh, that is a great topic. It's a painful one. You're right. Like That's the awkward thing that happens at every industry event. Uh, I was at one with our friends at Ingram Micro just a couple weeks ago, and there was a reseller in the audience who immediately, as we get to the question phase of, I was doing an industry trends presentation, and his hand goes up and he goes, what can we we talk about supply chain about? You know, what's going on? How I'm seeing these, these lead times get stupid. And he's right. There are some manufacturers that are really struggling depending on the components, that's one of the things I like working with Samsung on. I've, I've been involved with Samsung as a contractor for over 20 years now in one form or another and, and watching their commercial audiovisual products and their desktop monitor products evolve from a very simple level. They're a vertically manufactured company. They basically do everything themselves from building their own components to all the plastics to they even own the shipping. And so one of the things that not every company was able to do, but a company the size of Samsung can, is pivot quickly to move geographically where things are built. Like for some of their televisions and large format displays, and even some of the desktop products, shifting production from places like Vietnam to here in North America, so that we have much shorter paths to getting the product to the customer, which is fantastic. Where especially with like desktop product, where you're seeing lead times jump up and up and up. There's a bunch of Samsung solutions that are in stock right now at distribution that can be sourced. And, and they're the more popular, kind of more entry-level solutions typically, which is great because that really fits into a lot of that standard day-to-day mass market customer, but they're actual B2B grade products. They're not the B2C simple stuff you'd see at your favorite big box store. So they build everything themselves. And that's actually a bigger issue than just supply chain. That's part of why their products are as good quality as they are. They control the whole process. So they're not sourcing a power supply from one company and then getting the plastics from another and then the LCD glass from yet a third and then assembling them and calling them a product. There's lots of companies that do that. And no shame. I'm not going to denigrate anyone who does. That's a great way to bring solutions to market. There's a lot of big brands that do. I'm not going to name names. There's a lot of big brands that do. I just appreciate that Samsung doesn't. So that means that they're able to make their products more available. And because they build it all, they were able to do like tweaks to say, okay, I'll change this port or I'll swap this feature. Kind of like we're seeing some car manufacturers trying to do now so that we can get the product into the hands of the consumers who need it. So let's say I want to start selling Samsung today. Are, are there any partner programs or and, you know, what kind of benefits are there around that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a, a whole great team 
Ingram Micro there to help the, the market development group there, uh, Samsung B2B at IngramMicro.com. Reach out to the team and they'll be happy to provide information. There's tons of collateral. There are tons of product trainings. It's a huge product line. I'm going to warn anybody who starts looking at Samsung's desktop line, it's alphabet soup because there's dozens of solutions with really long product numbers. Sorry, I apologize in advance. But the reality is you dig into it, great solutions, many of them in stock. Uh, I know there's some active rebates going on right now. And that's really something that Samsung's trying to do, which is help enable the reseller partners that we all want to make sure we support uh, helping them be able to conduct business, especially on this product line where it's hard to be a desktop monitor specialist. It's easy to work with like the interactive whiteboards or the large format displays. And, you know, that's the fun, sexy stuff. Desktop monitors can be perceived as boring, but there's so much out there and the team's there to help. Until you get two of those huge 49 inch. Oh, yeah. Then that's just monitors. cool. Yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially getting like Samsung's gaming line, the Odyssey line, which they actually have B2B versions of, which I'll point out uh, just as a real quick shameless plug, because there's also B2C versions that you can buy at retail. But the B2B versions, they come with longer warranties and that, even though, and they're a little bit better build quality, even though they're designed like the consumer ones down to all the RGB lighting and the, uh, what I kind of jokingly call the uh, warp core on the back. They've got a, a glowing ring that looks really cool as a, as a design where the, the stand mates to the back of the cabinet. Looks really neat. They're fantastic products. Just really, really, really cool solutions. And that definitely is a little more on the appealing side. Also, Quantum Dot bringing back around to the QLED. Got to get those buzzwords in there. Well, now, how's the orange hue in that? Because, I, I mean, Jonathan, you don't know me, but Devin does. I have kind of, there's, there's a thing with me in orange. And so if that setting is just right, I'm, I may be in, in the market. So let's do one of the more, I don't want to call it risky questions, because it's not really a question. We're going to leave this open-ended. So we've covered a ton in just a, a very short period of time. Is there anything that comes to your mind, you know, as a partner, that maybe, you know, would be a market segment or, um, you know, an industry that's doing really, really well that maybe we're not focused on as, as a partner that you guys are seeing, you know, great uptrends in uh, that would be, you know, something that maybe we want to take a look at? Oh, yeah. So that's a, a great question. I can see where you're thinking risky, but it's not really. There's some some good areas we can focus on. So if I'm looking at, I want to go where the most opportunity is. There are a few market segments that have been noted to be growing a little bit better than average. Uh, a lot of the forecasts are starting to come out about what the commercial audiovisual industry is going to look like going into next year and beyond. We are finally recovering, which is great news. Uh, Avixa, our trade organization, the audiovisual uh, industry or experience association, they just did a, a whole market report where we're going to be growing around 8% going forward, which is fantastic given we took a nice hit as a whole during COVID. So seeing some growth is good, but uh, education, the growth of esports, do not sleep on that one. And, and don't mistake me, even though I may have mentioned like a college, there's a lot of local school districts, even at, at K through 12, that are starting to develop programs around this. And there's a ton of grant money available that these schools are starting to leverage for updating and improving infrastructure. Uh, we kind of all lump it into the quick-term COVID money, but there's a lot of different programs available that are getting money to schools to update for remote and distance and hybrid learning, to build esports programs. And those kids need gaming monitors, even at the entry level. They need upgraded 
desktop monitors to be able to connect different devices and things like we were talking about. And the whole work from home area where you've got companies like, I mean, my company's not huge. There's only, you know, a handful of us. Braun Consulting is not a big organization where I am like the definition of, of the small side of small to medium business in SMB. And I've overhauled all of my employees, even though we, because we don't have a central office here, we, we all work from home. So we're scattered around the country. I've overhauled all of my staff's desk setups because I wanted to make sure everybody's working efficiently, comfortably. So I replaced all the gear and I can't be alone as we start looking at the future of, yeah, we're not all going to be back at the office 100%. According to the Bureau of, of Labor, we're more or less going to be looking at hybrid as being the new norm where, yeah, we will have to be in the office sometimes, but not always, uh, which I know not everybody's happy with, but you know, it's, it beats full-time. But we're going to be looking at overhauling our home setups and, and things like that. And also companies, as we get towards a little bit larger size, when they're looking at things like desk hoteling, multi-use spaces, that's going to drive demand for those types of collaboration technologies and things like new desktops, more laptops and improved laptops when you need it, docking solutions. So it's going to kind of take you in a, in a new direction. And those are great areas to focus on with what are pretty much commodity technologies that don't require a lot of design. And there are great partners like Samsung to work with to provide them. So you may have already answered this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because it is one of the, my favorite questions. One of the, you know, I think the listeners be upset if I didn't ask it as it is. Oh, shoot. Love it. So where do you see technology going in the next year? And it doesn't have to be displays. It can be anything across the board with technology. Ooh, okay. So I'm a display guy. That's probably pretty obvious from our conversation here. I think we're, we're going to look at some changes in core display technologies. And actually, I would say this, the same question, even though we were talking about Samsung. Samsung actually has done something that I'm, I'm very fond of, which actually, to your point, Patrick, about orange hues, QD OLED. Uh, the new technology that Samsung's developed, uh, that is going to be revolutionary. It more or less renders all of their display technologies obsolete. That's an objective opinion, not a subjective one, because it's outperforming in almost every industry test, every other type of flat panel, and in many cases, even direct view LED. It's astonishing. So get an opportunity to see one in person. You'll see what I mean. Uh, they have the consumer TVs out already. I believe that's the S95B series. Don't quote me on that one. I'm not 100% positive. I think that's correct uh, in a few sizes. And you're going to see some other companies launching this technology that are OEMing it from Samsung. That's going to change the way a lot of us use displays because it's just, it's a window, especially for gaming, super high resolution, super accurate colors, OLED level blacks. It's a display, guys, just absolute dream. Um, I can't wait to get a sample. In terms of just overall technology, you know, I, I think we're going to continue with the trend that we've been on where people are moving into to BYOD as a whole, where we're, you know, we're carting around like I use my tablet for note taking, but this has also become my laptop replacement when I get out in the field, depending on the kind of trip I'm going on. You know, I'm going in to visit customers. I need to be able to integrate with the technology on site. So everything is moving more and more to uh, almost kind of like a, a model that we, we first started. Uh, looking at in even the the 50s and 60s when computing was evolving and you would see people from IBM going, you know, I'm not so sure about this computer thing. There's maybe a global market for five or six of them in the world and we'll all share space on that. Well, isn't that what the cloud is today, really? Where we're out kind of outsourcing our, our computer usage to central processing elsewhere and we all have terminals. 
we're getting kind of flashbacks of, of the 60s, 70s, and 80s there. More decentralized computing, more bring your own devices, needing to be able to integrate. Because we all as humans, we want any information at any time on any device, and we want to be able to control and manage it. We want it to be relevant to us. And that's back to TikTok from the very beginning. That's changed our communications. And so that changes our technology needs. And so I think that's going to really reshape. I I don't think we're going to radically see anything that's going to blow us away as all of a sudden we're in Star Wars sci-fi, but we're going to change how we, we work with the technologies we have, and that's going to need continual improvement. Well, Jonathan, I appreciate how you went full circle there because very seldom do we actually pull that off. That was, I I need to add this to our notes, Devin. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Glad I could make that work. It it was like, you start, it's like, it's like bookends. It's perfect. (laughs) Well, hey, again, we've covered a ton in just a very short window. So thanks for joining us today. Where can people learn more about Samsung Display and uh, more about you, Jonathan? Oh, absolutely. So Samsung Display is easy. The best resource is just displaysolutions.samsung.com. That is the B2B-focused display page. Uh, you can also get information at uh, samsung.com slash business. Uh, and if you would like to learn more about any of the things we do at Braun Consulting, uh, we're just uh, braunconsulting.com, B-R-A-W-N, consulting.com. Uh, or you can find us on various social at, at Braun Consulting. Thank you, Jonathan. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of B2B Tech Talks as the Gears Turn Edition. You've been listening to As the Gears Turn, a series brought to you by B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro. This episode was sponsored by Ingram Micro's SMB Alliance. B2B Tech Talk is a joint production between Sweetfish Media and Ingram Micro. 